0: The hardening and judgment of Israel for two thousand years is not the end of God's purpose for them. They have stumbled in unbelief, but their fall isn't final or permanent. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Paul began Romans chapter 11 dealing with the question of whether God had totally rejected ethnic Israel. Paul answers that question with an emphatic, may it never be. He offers himself as just one example of a descendant of Abraham according to the flesh, who is part of the remnant according to God's gracious choice. Now the apostle deals with a second question. Has Jehovah permanently and irrevocably rejected all but a few Israelites? Hear now God's word in Romans chapter 11, verses 11 through 16. I say then, they did not stumble so as to fall, did they? May it never be. But by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. Now if their transgression is riches for the world, and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles. Inasmuch then, as I am an apostle of Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. If somehow I might move to jealousy my fellow countrymen and save some of them. For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the first piece of dough is holy, the lump is also. And if the root is holy, the branches are too. The first ten verses of this chapter contain a declaration of judgment on unbelieving Israel. In this text, Paul informs us that the judgment on his kinsmen according to the flesh isn't the end of the story. Rather, it's a unique means to a glorious end to the story. Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles. You may recall what he said to the Jews in Acts chapter 12. It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. Since you repudiate it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we are turning to the Gentiles. By the Jews' rejection of Christ and the gospel, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Yet Paul writes that he ministered in hopes of saving some of his fellow countrymen. Verses 12 and 15 have a number of parallels, and in them Paul teaches about the transgression, the failure, and rejection of the Jews. He, told, he teaches us that this resulted in riches and reconciliation for the Gentiles, for the world. And then he concludes, how much more benefit to the world will follow ethnic Israel's acceptance of Jesus Christ? Verse 16 is transitioning us from this text to verses 17 to 24 that follow. Paul's teaching on root and branches. But what should we learn from this passage? And where is Paul going with all of this? Well, I want to highlight just a few things. The riches of the world receives, whether it's Jew or Gentile, are found only in Christ Jesus. God's purpose is for the progress of the gospel throughout the world. The restoration of ethnic Israel in mass will occur in time, and the result will be worldwide revival and salvation. Paul here is declaring what Isaiah and Habakkuk prophesied. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, As the waters cover the sea. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Him.